the nice thing about being a, an environmental activist is you're actually paid to tell the truth. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, right? This is Mary O'Brien. Her expressive smile, easy laugh, and ability to wear Chaco sandals through the cold Utah winters hint at her passion and determination. Mary's home sits in the orange heart of Castle Valley, Utah, surrounded by the red cliffs of the Moab area. With this postcard-worthy landscape as backdrop, Mary shares how she ended up here, in her 70s, throwing herself headfirst into a cause that at times seems hopeless. She studies and advocates against public lands livestock grazing, an issue that consumes much of her time and seemingly endless energy. Mary hasn't always been concerned about cows. One of the first challenges on her path towards activism appeared while she was earning a graduate degree in social work. Mary was interning at a counseling clinic in Baraboo, Wisconsin. I was in a hunger caddy, and I, the school was wanting me to be focused on kind of a Freudian approach to everything, which just didn't match at all. Things weren't going well on a national level either. The Vietnam War was going on, which was just horrendous, just horrendous losses every day. Mary's frustration built over time. I just got to the point where I just thought, to hell with people, I'm going to go into botany. Science offered a refuge from the demoralizing world of human hurt. The cellular processes of plants are a calming counterpoint to chaos. The motivation behind Mary's decision to immerse herself in the world of stomata and rhizomes is not that unusual. Science is often regarded as a clear lens through which to view the world. Mary dryly reads the internet definition of science. The systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. The meticulous nature of this process appealed to her younger self, so she eagerly entered the world of Latin names, hypotheses, and dichotomous keys. The respite that Botany provided didn't last long. On her daily commute, Mary drove by an orange grove, where she frequently saw a roadrunner. But one day, she was shocked to see that all the trees had been cut down. This meant that Mary would never see her beloved roadrunner again. And that particular day, I kind of hit bottom. Botany no longer existed in isolation. Humanity burst into the pristine realm of plants and the animals that depend on them. I think it's harder to watch things fall apart than to be trying to do something about it. That was the motivation Mary needed to move back into the realm of activism. Because there are no environmental problems that aren't social problems. Science adheres to social constructs, though the majority of the process is objective. The very first thing you do in science is subjective, and that is decide what question you're going to ask. Mary demonstrates her point with an anecdote about a doctoral candidate compiling a report. He was curious about the impact of livestock grazing on the endangered sage-grouse. Cows alter ecosystems by consuming plants and trampling soils. The sage-grouse is entirely dependent on the sagebrush of the southwest. Much of the sagebrush habitat is on public land that is grazed. 
so it made sense to wonder how the munching of cows affects the declining species. The scientists scoured databases full of research with little success. In fact, worldwide, he only found four studies that included grazing and grouse in general. None of them dealt with the sage grouse. This could simply be due to an accidental gap in scientific knowledge, but Mary explains that there's more to it. Scientists fear they'll get in trouble if they ask that question. There isn't funding for that question. Nobody wants to know that question because why? If the impacts are negative, that impacts the entire grazing industry. The questions that have the most potential to shatter assumptions or shift our view of the world are the ones most worth asking. With everything grazed, everyone thinks this is how things should look. They have no clue. Science is a looking glass with a clear lens of objectivity, but its scope is small. We can only gain a picture of reality if we point the looking glass in all directions, including at public lands grazing. Seeing is not enough. Mary would argue that once a scientist looks in a new direction, they must share their findings so that everyone knows what lies on that horizon. The knowledge can't support change if it's kept confined within the pages of academic journals or on the podiums of peer conferences. Those with the power to change policy must be shown the vision as well. Mary's recent work on grazing exemplifies this combination of research and activism. Currently, Mary is the director of the Grand Canyon Trust's Utah Forests program. One of her ongoing projects is monitoring the impacts of grazers like cattle and the non-native elk on Monroe Mountain in the Fish Lake National Forest. The mountain supports large aspen groves that are struggling to produce a new generation. In 2009, a group of invested parties formed a collaboration in order to aid the U.S. Forest Service in its decision-making. Members meet to assess what scientific studies are needed, share the results of those studies, and discuss how to foster multiple land uses. Then, after considerable compromising, they present management recommendations to the Forest Service. The Monroe Mountain Working Group is the perfect forum for Mary's passion. As a trained botanist and experienced field scientist, she has the skills necessary to answer the questions she poses. For example, she was concerned about the impacts of livestock grazing on aspen groves recovering from fire. She organized a study to measure the number of sprouts chomped off by grazers. The collaboration now uses the study's results to establish grazing limits for Monroe Mountain. Mary's background in social work and her intense dedication to environmental causes mean that she is a strong personality in the collaboration. You are nothing but a walking strategy machine. She is adept at refusing to take no for an answer. Activists need to know what questions to ask and how to share what they find. So you get the people, you get the science, you get the intellectual process of strategizing and thinking and solving a problem. I mean, I can't, I wouldn't want to be anything else. This is Mary O'Brien, social worker, botanist and conservationist, scientist and activist, questioner, teller of truths, walking strategy machine. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Sarah Dunn.